Millennial Muggle, Episode 7, Heard It Through the Snape Vine. Hi, I'm Kim. Hi, I'm Kira. <laughs> Kira, cheer up. I'm really depressed. <laughs> I actually think I'm going to cry. No, you can't cry. So, <clears throat> we've literally, moments ago, you've finished Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. We first need to make a confession. I need to make a confession. Oh, yep. That I may have spoiled who the Half-Blood Prince was. Here's how it went. We're <laughs> deep in, lockdown. in lockdown. Deep in lockdown. Deep in lockdown, playing our usual Friday night trivia over Zoom. Speed round. Mm-hmm. And someone said, who's the Half-Blood Prince? And Kim goes, Snape! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> But we she got goes, the answer. Goes, forget, forget it, forget it. And you I, as soon as I got this book, I was like, I know who it is. Yeah, it's Snape. <laughs> it's Snape. So, but it actually didn't give anything away. Except for who he is. Be- no, because I still don't think even now having completed the book, like it didn't spoil anything. Like, mm. no, I knew who he was. And so when they were trying to work it out, I got it. But I just couldn't understand why he'd be a prince yeah. and all of that. So yeah. I would say it didn't. It wasn't too bad of a spoiler, but I, I imagine it also would have been nice to read it, being like, "Who's the prince?" <laughs> yeah, I also think uh, like it's not the main part of the book. No, like, exactly. No. It's obviously, obviously, it's a part of the book, but it's not like that. It's, yeah, that whole evolution of Snape in this book comes from who he <sighs> is right now, rather than him being what he was in school. Almost mm. like I guess you kind of understand that when he was acting as the half-blood prince, how he would then sort of transform into being a Death Eater and then into mm. the sort of, well, the teacher at school. Mm. But, um... Oh, I just... I'm going to be all over the shop in this episode because I have so many thoughts. Like, so many people told Dumbledore that he was no good. Yeah. Why, def- why didn't he trust him? Mm-hmm. So many, like Harry was saying through this whole book. Through the hey, whole series. Hey, I reckon Malfoy and Snape are up to something. And he's just like, nah. And even, I don't even think it's that resolved. Like, you know, when you sort of find out the reason why Dumbledore trusted him or, or thought he had enough remorse to be trustworthy is because he overheard the prophecy. But even then, like, it just didn't seem like a, enough of an excuse at the end when everyone's sitting around the hospital wing and Harry's explaining, yeah, well, it, he trusted him because he he's the one who sent them off to, to kill my parents. I think it was Lupin was like, but he hated James. Like, it almost, that just didn't seem like enough, yeah, for Dumbledore to trust him again. Or, I don't know. I'm just... I can't say anything. Like I, I just... know, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> So let's delve into the prophecy first of all, because I think that is a crucial element of this whole. Mm. Well, it is a crucial element of the whole series, but particularly this book, we obviously discover it. Yeah. So the prophecy is that. Well, it is the whole like he has to kill him. Or kill or be killed, sort of thing. Neither can live. Neither while the can other live survives. while the other survives. So I found chapter twenty three. This one. Wow, you opened right up it to just it. Open. It wasn't even. <laughs> it wasn't even bookmarked. Um, there's this page where um, Dumbledore is explaining. He's like, "Can't you see that it's it's like Voldemort made his own." worst he is his own worst enemy Mm. you know he says like you could go off and live your life and never fulfill this prophecy but he's always going to keep finding you because he's so obsessed with this idea that well i can't live while this boy lives Mm. um yeah i just think so many things fall together in this book and even like you're right there with harry when he's like ah so I also think the crucial element of the whole prophecy is that snape obviously only heard the start of it and yes. that is then what he went and told Voldemort and that is when Voldemort came to the conclusion that it's James and Lily and Harry. Mm, yes, and that's why he was so obsessed with trying to, to get the mm. prophecy in the last book it's from also, the ministry. Yeah. Because he needs to know, like, which, which one is it. I can't leave it up to chance. 
I think also like who who gets to live a massive part of that, and this is like a whole other paradigm to the series is that it could have been Neville. Yeah, like isn't that? And I remember, I distinctly remember having this conversation with Mum, and we were talking about how it could have been Neville, and then Neville kind of got it worse off because mm. his parents are alive, but they mm. don't know him. Whereas Harry's parents, you know, Harry knows that even though his parents are dead, they loved him. Like, I find Neville's situation so tragic. And mm. that sort of... Neville loves and isn't loved in return. Exactly. Even though his parents would, if they were of the right, you know, if they were with it. Of the sound yeah, mind. Sound yeah, mind. And you know what? This is going to be... I might regret saying this later. Because no, I it. haven't read book seven yet but you that just as you were talking about that there is actually this kind of weird echo or like parallel of that story with draco you know at the end where like you know even harry says like i do have a drop of sympathy for him because if harry if anyone's parents were alive you would do whatever it took to keep them alive Mm. and you start to realize that that's what malfoy was doing this whole time and he's essentially failed his task. Failed his task. His Voldemort will just get him to do anything and say, I'll kill your mum and dad. Yeah, it's kind of, I just felt like that was such a strange mirroring. Like all of yeah. a sudden, I'd never seen, you know, if I've been hating Malfoy this whole time. Yeah. Brianna, you're getting your moment. <laughs> because, you know, well, at the end when he's he's faced with the killing of Dumbledore and Dumbledore says, like, I know you're not going to do it because you would have already. Yeah. And he's just this, he's just a child. Yeah. And. Yeah, there is a weird mm. parallel between Harry and Draco. Like, both only children, mm. both have this, like, immense role within both sides of, mm. you know, Harry the good, Draco the evil, but both, like, very, like, pivotal to both sides. Mm. I think, yeah, it is interesting. And I think you sort of realise that yeah. more and more. And the way that the the evil, you know, doing Voldemort's bidding, it's, you know, through it, he talks about Draco looks almost like a corpse and mm. he's like, hasn't got, there's no humour, there's no, you know, it's there's no child like, yeah. in him anymore. And that's what we keep saying over and over again, you know, even when it, when, you know, Cedric was first killed, we're like, wow, like it just takes out the... Your childhood. What sucks, like, sucks Your the innocence, soul. Like, yeah. the innocence out of people. Mm. And, yeah, I do, like, I did actually really pity him in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And Snape, I just can't... Yeah, talk about <sighs> Snape. What's the word that comes to mind when you think of Snape? It's evil. Yeah. You know? I know that's not a creative word because we keep throwing it around, but to be able to do what he did for so long, that shows just like a whole nother level of evil mm. to, to to totally gain the trust of the other side and, and infiltrate mm. Dumbledore and Hogwarts and everything. For, like it's such – it was for so long, for mm. years and years he did it. But it's also so frustrating because – I think frustrating might be the better <laughs> way I keep saying that too because it's not like he's a surprise – yeah. Like, we've had surprise attacks in different books where you're like, oh, my God, I didn't see that coming at all. Mm. But everyone, like even McGonagall at the end and Lupin, they're all like, yeah, we did all always say, like, are you sure? Like, so many people. And I just still don't understand why Dumbledore is so resolute and in his defense of him. And I look at your face and you can't say why. <laughs> Maybe I'll find out. Did you – I know that you knew that Snape was a half-blood prince, but mm. did you – when they told you, like, when – he blocks the spell and he says, how dare you use my own spells on me? Mm. Did you realise, like, then? Like, did you like did you think that was going to be the moment when you found out? Or? No, I wasn't sure when he was going to hold it over him. Mm. I, I would have thought that, that he'd come back into the bathroom and be like, I know. Yeah. So it's interesting, yeah, that's only really at the end that he's like, you don't fool me for a second sort mm. of thing. Yeah. And just that description of him, like, his face, like, twisted in, like, pure hatred. And I think he says something about James again in that moment. And mm. and then it makes you wonder, like, are you really just still holding a grudge? Yeah. From your childhood, like... Yeah, no, it's a long... Grow up! Long, <laughs> long grudge. Yeah. 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 And I guess all the way through, like, you're seeing... 
you're seeing that Snape is the like you never sh- you're always not sure because Dumbledore just keeps saying that he mm. is you know uh, like trustworthy so you're always thinking when you see that like you know this book opens up with him um meeting you know Malfoy's mum and Bellatrix Lestrange yeah. and doing the unbreakable no what was the unbreakable vow vow yeah unbreakable vow and even though you like this is what it opens up with and you shouldn't be surprised at the end when he does the ultimate betrayal but you're always like well which side's he playing because he could be playing their side mm. stringing them along so did you think when they made the unbreakable vow though and then you obviously found out everything that what it was that he would actually break the unbreakable vow well because yeah, you die why not? yeah <laughs> yeah it should have been obvious but you just part of you just thinks surely not yeah mm. It's a pretty, like, brutal way for oh, Dumbledore to go as well. I know. Like, and for it to not even be a real Horcrux. Now we need to know who R.A.B. is. Yeah. Any any thoughts? No, not of one. Can't think of anything. R.A.B. It's going to be really obvious, bet you, when you find out. But, yeah. I have no clues at the moment. But then it just seems, again... Like, even, like, book five, where they could have avoided going to the ministry and going through all of that if, if people communicated better. Yeah. It was like, I mean, I know that they couldn't have known, like, Dumbledore couldn't have known it would be a fake one, but, yeah, it makes you think, well, that was actually for nothing. Mm. Yeah, and uh, there's, like, hor- horcruxes, that that was a brand new thing. Yep. I didn't expect it to be that. I thought it was going to be some kind of spell. Yeah? Yeah. And then... Yeah, that the way that it's I, – I think it's so – sorry, I'm all over the shop, but I, I'm just remembering, like, all these different elements. This is a really big book. Um, <laughs> um, but I think the moment that it really clicks for me is when Dumbledore's explaining Horcruxes and he goes, don't you see you're always going to be a threat or stronger than Voldemort because – in his obsession with becoming immortal, he split his soul into so many different parts to, you know, go further than any wizard's gone. Mm. But he's like, in doing so, he's he will never be able to come up against... Like, Harry's still whole. And he's mm. like, you still have a whole soul and that is more powerful than you'll ever realise. That whole idea of love. Yeah, yeah. And then it makes you realise that he's not even just saying love it's like you quite literally are a whole human in and mm. where he's kind of main like uh modified himself so much in this pursuit for yeah. greatness that he's not only m- like morally like lost his way or whatever but like he's actually made himself like less human yeah and therefore weaker probably yeah yeah do you have any ideas what the other horcruxes will be no, because it's – well, he thinks it's a cup. Uh, he thinks it's got to be an item from each house, yeah. but we don't know what the Gryffindor one would be because the sword is still in the mm. office is what Dumbledore was saying. So, no, nah, I'm not even going to try and guess. Like, I, this is all just so – So when I, I reread it, I, like, obviously knew what would happen, but, like, the next time rounds reading it, you kind of get annoyed at Dumbledore. For like, mm. he didn't tell him like a lot of stuff, and yeah. he dies, mm. and now Harry's kind of left with it. Like I feel like you kind of get to the end of the book, and when Harry, Ron, and Hermione are sort of standing after the mm. funeral, and they're sort of discussing what's going to happen, you're just kind of like, you've actually got nothing to go on. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know what you're going to do. Like even when he was going to, you know, he was going with him to the cave. Harry asked, well, how did you know it's here? He's like, oh, I just kind of had a feeling. Like, you know. Yeah, how did you have a feeling? How the hell am I going to have a feeling about, like, quite literally could be anything anywhere in the world, as he says. Yeah. But I guess the whole downfall, I hope, of Voldemort is going to be that he, in his blind, like, rage about, well, well, in his pursuit for greatness and being, you know, the going further than anyone ever has and being the most evil and great wizard he is going to have so many blind spots like his pride and his 
you know, wanting to collect all these treasures and things, like they're going to be what brings him undone. Because yeah. I think in his confidence, thinking that no one could ever figure this out, well, pe- people are. Like people Dumbledore was there figuring it out. And we know someone else has because someone already went yeah, into that cave and got the thing. But yeah, there's so much about Dumbledore we don't know. Mm. We, like even when he says at the end, like I never even asked him how he could speak like mermaid or whatever the language is. <laughs> like, like, yeah. He, we don't know anything about Dumbledore. We just know that he fixes everything. Like even at the end, like Harry's like, oh, we'll just get Dumbledore. And Harry's like, we can't. Like everyone keeps saying, we'll just get Dumbledore. Mm. And every person learns, well, that's not, that safeguard isn't there. And in the same way that Harry's like, there was all these people standing in front of me and he was like the last one. He was always just there as the person who knew everything, but we don't know why he knows everything, mm. how he knows everything and how he even came to be headmaster and mm. all of that. Yeah. Let's just talk about some good stuff before yeah. you get hella depressed. I know. Before I start crying. So the Weasleys really yeah. shine. First of all, let's start off with, before we go to the most obvious person to go to, yeah. Fred and George got the joke shop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there. That idea where Harry gives them the money, obviously this happened previous to this book, to start the joke shop because we all need a bit of laughter in the world. Yeah. They've gone and done it. They're making bank. Mm. Like, I just feel like it's the best. It's that whole kind of scenario of... Um, well, like, don't underestimate the joke stuff. Yeah, like, don't yeah. underestimate the pe- the kids at school. It's kind of like, see who's laughing now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, the kids who aren't, like, top of the class or whatever. You know, you don't have to be. They're, like, bloody loaded. And yeah. they're the only shop that's full in Diagon Alley. Like, it's awesome. It's like every kid who left at 16 to do a trade who's yeah. now, like... Buying houses. Buying houses. <laughs> making <you>. money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And... It's a, such a triumphant moment when, you know, their family comes to visit, mm. you know, the shop and it's bustling with people. Yeah. Like, it, they, do, they don't even need them there, you know? Yeah. And they're obviously stoked to have them. But, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, well, with or without you, we did it. And yeah. we're so glad you are, like, you're there to see it. Yeah. Um, And all the way along you see that someone like Percy who Dickhead. thinks he's gone and done the... You know, everyone keeps talking about, even all the way through, like, Voldemort's kind of Inception story and Dumbledore's and even Harry's, you know, there's all these lures of, like, well, I could get you to the ministry. Yeah. I could make you, you know, they were saying to, to Tom Riddle, like, I, you know, give you a few years, you'll, you'll be at the ministry. And, like, Slughorn, you know, he's so proud of knowing people at the ministry and yeah. all of this stuff. And it's like, well... Percy's the one in the ministry and, like, what he's the one who's lost out the most. Yeah, what's whether he, to show for it? Yeah, whether he realises yet or not. Mm. Um, he's, like, alone. And yeah. Yeah, the ones who chose the less noble or conventional path. Yeah. Mm. Are making bank. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Um, Bill and Fleur. Yes. So nice. I know. I was, as soon as they said his face was all like torn up, I was like, oh, this is going to be where Mrs. Weasley's right about Fleur. And then. And she's, she's so not. And, they all and have she's to actually worried that it. he won't love her. Yeah. Like, that was her concern. Like, will the werewolf part, you know, change? Change. So that was her worry. And yeah. Fleur is like the bomb. She's actually. like, I'm hot enough with the two of us. Yeah. No, but she actually is like, yeah. the more you kind of, like, she's not given enough airtime. No. Or, like, book space. Like, she's really, like, they just, she's like the token hottie, mm. but she's so much more. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I love them. Yeah, me too. I think their stories, like, are really nice. It's just like, it's like life. Like, mm. whilst, and I know, obviously, like, it's, whilst we would love to pretend that we can relate to all of them, you sort of can't just because it's it's now gotten to the point where it's so out of this world. It's like, mm. like it's so supernatural. It's harder to relate to being like Harry or Hermione compared to the first book. Mm. But then Bill and Fleur, 
just like their like how they met like at work mm. like got together at work drinks or whatever it was and 24 year old and me feel seen <laughs> yeah like all that stuff it's like oh yeah, yeah like that they do just have the everyday like life and they just want to be do. married yeah and, they just you know. want to be married and and even at the end it's like well wait before you go off on this quest to find all the horcruxes like we're gonna go to the wedding yeah <laughs> it's just still and you know that last page it says you know at least like I know I can have one more peaceful day with, you know, Ron and Hermione. Yeah. That's going to be their wedding. Yeah, exactly. It's so mm. nice. Yeah, so nice. Um, and Ginny. Ginny. Love Ginny. <laughs> she just has the best character arc. She Because I forgot, you know, when she was younger and she'd, like, blush every time Harry came in and she yeah. was so, like, nervous. And then, you know, for two books or so, she's just, like, badass, doesn't care about, seemingly doesn't care about Harry, hanging out with the boys, taking whatever boy she, you know, she wants. But then at the end when he goes, I don't think we can be together, and she's like, I always loved you. Yeah. And there's just this moment where you're like, of course you did. Yeah. Of course you were playing it cool. Of course Hermione knew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just didn't expect, like I knew that, I didn't, yeah, I didn't expect Harry to start having a crush on her to like be obsessed <laughs> with her obsessed as well with her. i know when he was like picturing like himself instead of dean i know <laughs> i was like oh my goodness i know yeah. also like i love dean and like this is the only book where he re- well he shines a little bit more in the next one as well but mm. like he just deserves so much more space he, than he gets he does he's so cool yeah but yeah, no, I love Ginny. I think also she kind of, um, like she was, she's not, you know, how do you sort of say, like as a, as a young girl, you look up to Hermione, like yes. she's the one and sort of Ginny's on the side and I think, and you sort of don't really realise her until now and mm. then you like, unless, and this sounds really weird and I don't mean this in a mean way, but like. Unless you're a redhead, you sort of didn't look up to Ginny, kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) But you did it. (laughs) You can say it because, like, you just sort of didn't. When I remember having, like, friends who were redheads and they just loved Ginny from the word go. They were like, Ginny is the best. And then, like, you didn't really hear from her in, like, book three and four and five. Like, she was I, there. I thought in the Order of the Phoenix she'd really started to come up. She does, yeah. You know, she's, like, stuff. going and she's, like, sitting on the bed and talking to everyone. But, you know, she still gets taken away by Mrs. Weasley every now yeah. and then. She still is the youngest. And, yeah, she still You know, still no one will ever sort of let her forget that. But then um, this book, when she comes out and she's, like, like a real badass kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and, and it's like, the best real... moment where the, the boys are so busy worrying about their own drama or whatever, they don't realise, like, she's just gotten amazing at Quidditch because she's like, I was playing with you guys all summer. And they're like, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, of course she's going to be good Yeah, exactly. And, like, like they're good. Like, all of them are good, so yeah. why wouldn't she be good? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I just think, like, yeah, you sort of, you just kind of forget about her as bad as that sounds. My, and my favourite moment of, one of my favourite moments of hers is when Ron tries to shame her for, you know, yeah. when they find her kissing Dean, he's like, oh, you know, how many boys are going to kiss? And she just slams, like, puts him back in his place. She's just like, yeah. well, just because you haven't, like, is that, yeah. you know, is that why? And, you know, totally and shuts goes... him down, but not in a way that was like, like, she was so powerful in that moment. Yeah. I'm like, that is what every girl needs very... to be. They need to, they need to see it. A young girl like that. Because when you are in school, you know, people get boyfriends and things. Like, you know, it's not, like, serious. You know, yeah. like, school boyfriends. And, yeah, to see Ginny loud and proud about it. I don't know. It, it's like it's not even... I wouldn't even say she's even, loud and no, proud. No, no, that's wrong. Like, as soon as I said that, I'm like, no, yeah. no, she's not. It's like... She's just assertive. She's so she cool. Knows she's like, she, oh, yeah. that's what I want. Yeah, she knows what she wants. She's assertive. And she's like, knows that she doesn't need to make any excuse for what she's doing or what mm. she's going to do or what she's done she's like i did it because i wanted to and i'm going to do it because i want to mm. like she just she's so level and it's like it's even like and i feel bad because sometimes when i think about her i feel like you don't really notice her until the fourth until the fifth and the sixth book really except for like chamber of secrets of course 
and you only sort of start to realize her because Harry realizes her yeah. and like yeah. I feel guilty because I'm like why like you should notice her before like the guy notices her but obviously it's written sort of from Harry's yeah, point of view I was so say I get it that is his, um, but um viewpoint on everything I just think as time goes on, you appreciate her more. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I think... And then the, you look back and you're like, oh, well, she was yeah, yeah. She was there for all of this and this and this. Yeah. Um, and I think in the way that she, like, is very unapologetic about, mm. like, her love life as well, even from a young age, like, you know, that whole conversation when Ron has with her and it's like, why are you kissing him in public? Like, why are you going from boy to boy? And she's like, because I can and it doesn't have any you know she's so unapologetically herself yeah yeah and it's there's like, nothing in the book that tries to explain away yeah why it's, she doesn't. Just, it's like well, she, she doesn't just, need to yeah. and i think that's yeah i think it's great and she also like unapologetically loves harry and like yeah. she's not afraid to say i've loved you forever because she has and like why would mm. you why would you? Why should anyone feel ashamed of that? Yeah, like, and there's that moment when they're at the funeral, and he, he there's a line where sort of he he looks at her, and she's got like that you know strong, determined look on her face, and he's like, "And I knew she understood." And yeah. in that moment, they they're not sixteen or fifteen no. years old. They're it's like you know they could be could have mm. been married for thirty years or something. Like you know they have this just maturity beyond their years, and there are lots of you know pieces in this book that say don't underestimate young people mm. i really like that it's not like all of their different relationships and crushes and things like that none of it is minimized or made to made out to be like oh but it was just a high just school kids. sweetheart yeah. yeah it's like you feel like you were right in there with them and you yeah. can remember loving like that at school yeah. you know when you just there's that person that does make your heart flutter and and it's funny seeing hermione Mom, vulnerable yeah. Because she doesn't actually wear her heart in her sleeve that much. She she sort of bubbles under the surface mm. or she just sort of works stuff out for herself. But in this you really see, you know, she's really upset by Lavender. And then... Lavender you, sucks. And then she just gets real smug. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've heard that. <laughs> but you know what's, like, also great is that when Ron and Lavender break up, it's not like they just jump as well. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not like it's like straight away Ron and like Ron still has no idea you know yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. still just like an absolute like like even when he's like Hermione's like I'll fix your homework he's like I love you Hermione and like she goes bright red and like he's just saying it like rubbing his eyes like he's just so tired yeah um he still doesn't know he has no idea and you oh, everybody cute. just knows that absolute douchebag who's just got no idea yeah. and he is that like he as is. much as you want to be like oh but Ron's so nice like you know the kind of guy that they are in school mm. and they've just like the joker who's got absolutely no context for yeah. anyone outside And they're actually bubble. not like necessarily like mean and they don't mean it. No, he's not mean. He no, just, they just kind dumb. of, he's, yeah, so unaware of everyone yeah. else around him. He's a dumb him. boy. Yeah. <laughs> and my favourite part, if we're still talking about Ron, is when Harry pretends to slip the... Oh, yeah! ...motion to him for that first... I feel great! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so good because it is makes Ron realise like he is capable. Yeah. And he is you know, Ron's got such imposter syndrome about Quidditch because his brothers were so good at it and he he's kind just of got no he's kind of late. Yeah, yeah, like he's kinda of late into the into the game and so he's well, always yeah. felt like he wasn't He's always been a fan it. rather than like the athlete yeah. and he's like, Oh I wanna try and you're like, just try Yeah. And then he when he just thinks that whole time it was just because he thought he was lucky. Mm. It's just the best. I love it. It was one of my favourite parts of the book. Well, let's talk about Voldemort. Voldemort, Voldemort. Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. Burning. It's so popular. So many. I know. Um, yeah, so this is a real, it's a real history lesson in the Voldemort real. Tom Riddle tale. It is, yeah, yeah. So, let's your... start from the very beginning. <laughs> This is a musical podcast. It is actually Harry Potter the Musical. Oh. We're auditioning for the Cursed Child. It's not a musical. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's on Broadway though. Anyway, let's just forget I said that. Um, the uh, I don't know how to say it properly. Pensive, pensive, 
I think it's pensive. Pensive. Yeah. That's a really handy tool to be like, <laughs> let's go back and do some plot. Let's go back like, in time. <laughs> like, isn't it good for JK though? Like, yeah. Let's just go back and flesh out some bits I forgot. Yeah, I wonder if she, that was where it came from. Yeah. Like, whether she's just like, oh, actually, or whether it's part of her five-year plan of Harry Potter. Of, it's I'm, probably part of the plan. I'm sure it's probably well thought out and yeah. not just like a, a plot device. But it was very good. Um yeah, so we go all the way back to before Voldemort was born. And that is... Just before we... Sorry, sorry <laughs> I just saw today on IMDb that yeah. they're making a TV series of The Gaunts. <gasps> I know. So wow. just wanted to throw that little tidbit in there. Because that's where I was like mm. today at work. I was like... <gasps> yeah. And then you were like, what? And I was like, I can't tell you. She goes, Voldemort's trending on Twitter. And I was like, all right, I won't go on. <laughs> and he is because they're making... And I'm like, this is going to be a good show. You know what? Even, like, we're reading these books and I always think, well, we're doing a throwback to Harry Potter. But, you know, today Voldemort was training on Twitter. I went to the bookshop today and there's a whole, there's, like, a kid's section and then there's Harry Potter section. Yeah. And we're in Warrnambool. Like, it's it's everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, that's an obvious point. Um, you know, just how it is everywhere. Still amazing. This is the first time you've seen <laughs> Still amazing. You don't know what happens in the end. <laughs> I know. I'm... Like, we're in Warnable. Yeah, Kira. It's yeah, everywhere. It, it is. Really... It still just blows my mind about how many people who know It blows about my it. mind you don't know about it. Yeah, see, I'm shocked people know about it. <laughs> get a life for me. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to get it. Um, okay, so we go all the way back. Yep. Yeah, so we go all the way back. It's actually a really sad story with Marope. Very sad. Yeah. Because she's basically abused. Then she just wants this handsome Tom you know, Riddle to fall in love. And then she does the love potion. And then she takes it off because she's like, you know what? I want real love. And I want to know if he'd love me. And then he was like, hell no. <laughs> he just Don't laugh at that. I'm sorry. No, you so know what's bad. sad is she lost her magic. Yeah. That is like mm. very sad. Yeah. Don't love. I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, it's very sad. So obviously, so Tom Riddle is like Voldemort. Tom Riddle mm-hmm. is essentially born out of like toxicity. Yeah, like exactly. I don't know what you would call it really, but he's yeah, mm. um, like a kidnapping almost really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's obviously not born out of a place. Like, he's got no love in his life from Not the very beginning. Exactly. No real love. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, his mum loved very, like, loved Tom Riddle Sr. so much. But... Yeah, but there was an unrequited. Yeah. Um, And by the time Dumbledore gets to him at the orphanage, you know, he's already... There's like, nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, it's actually, yeah. It makes you wonder... It doesn't make excuses, but it's like, well... Everyone's got to come from somewhere, and when you do come from a place that is so dark, what hope is there for kids yeah. like that, you know? It makes you wonder what his potential would have been if he was mm. loved, you know? If he yeah. is this, the greatest wizard of all time, you know, bar Dumbledore, arguably, mm. you know, imagine if he was loved. Imagine mm. if he had that trait, you know? He didn't split his soul and yeah. seven yeah. times. Yeah, and it's really... Um, you know, there's always those comments about how even for such a young age, he just had this curiosity that just went beyond mm. him. And, you know, that that memory that Slug... Is it Slughorn? Yeah. Had that, that Harry had to get from him where, you know, already he was already so young and he was asking about, do you know what a Horcrux is? Like, he was yeah. already thinking about it. He was still in school. And that thing where he would... Well... You don't know what he did to the other children at the orphanage, but you mm. assume he abused them in some Yeah, and there was form. animals. And, yeah. You know, that, they always say that's what, like, serial killers start as. Yeah. Start with animals and then go from there. Yeah. Um, so it's little surprise he turned out. Yeah. And it's funny how Dumbledore is always one step ahead of him. Like, even when he comes back all that time later and he says, oh, I want a teaching job back, he knows that that's not what he's after. Mm. Um, he says, is that why you brought all the Death Eaters to the hog's head or whatever? Um, but what are we going to do without Dumbledore? Yeah. Harry's away, like, useless. <laughs> well, not really. That's not nice to say. But, like, even when they're in the boat and Harry's just saying, like, 
Captain Obvious shit. I also like, feel like if you've got someone like that with you, you, you would do, yeah. just ask. Yeah. You know, like I ask dumb questions when I know there's someone like senior yeah. near me because it's like, well, let's just be sure. Yeah, exactly. It is a big thing now to be out on his own. Yeah. Because it's, this is a lot darker, this book. Particularly the inferiors. The corpses that are yeah. like reanimated. Like that is That's just... gross. Disgusting. And imagine the possibility though for the Death Eaters. <laughs> so many you have a little bit of like no but there's so many dead. do though there'd be so many more dead bodies than people so if yeah. they really just wanted to get the whole army of them yeah so we're going to call my best friend anthony pellegrino otherwise known as apple um to talk about harry potter because uh harry potter is the basis of our friendship yeah basically And Sophie picks up. Uh, Hello. How you doing? I'm Hello. good. How are you? You're on speaker. Hi. Hi. Well, you're on the podcast. We're live. <laughs> oh my god, we're live. <laughs> we, we are. are. We are. Yeah. I so, just yeah. finished book six. We're very raw. How are so you depressed. Up? I'm so upset. <laughs> Oh, you poor thing. Dumbledore. T- tell me everything. How are you feeling? Oh. And what emotions are you having? I just did not think Dumbledore, honestly. You know what she said? She said, what? how could someone believe Snape? Yeah. I know. Oh, I know. Snape. It's not like he was an unexpected character. Every single person in Dumbledore's life were like, hey, I don't know about this guy. I know, but you know, it's yeah. It's Dumbledore. It's Dumbledore, like yeah. Supposedly, Dumbledore knows best. Why do we think he hung on to the fact that Snape was so good? Went to just remember. Like, why did he cling to that? Or am I yet to find out in book seven? I think you're gonna find out. Okay. I think you, you're best to drop this now before okay, we accidentally I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep pushing the point, but I just needed. It is interesting to worth note that at the end of this book, my mum thought was hung up on the fact that Dumbledore was still alive. Oh, she thought she could not. She's like, he's not dead. Yeah. So that was a big thing after this book. I remember after it came out, is everyone was like, "There's no way he's dead." Yeah. Yeah. Because does it actually say that he's dead? It says he falls and then he goes <gasps> into the tomb. Don't tell me this. I've got a Yeah, here. that's right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The tomb. The tomb. The tomb. So, Apple, let's talk about your life before me. Um, what, like, did you grow up with Harry Potter from the get-go? Like, how did you, where, like, when did it come into your life and when did you start liking it? I remember my first memory of Harry Potter was um when I was growing up I would have been it was when the movies were coming out so I would have been like maybe like seven mm-hmm. I think I mean we can probably google it and find out no I feel like I seven's good the VHS of Chamber of Secrets sitting on top of my mum and dad's microwave out of reach because they wouldn't let us watch it until after Christmas. And they knew that we would they knew we would grab it and like watch it secretly, like between me and my two sisters. Oh my god. Um so that's my earliest memory. Um but like I yeah, hundred percent grew up with Harry Potter yeah. and a huge part of my life. Um I, I didn't read the books when I was younger because I like I wasn't a huge fan of reading when I was younger. Same. So I was introduced first to the movies mm-hmm. and then read the books later. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that yeah. was normal for our age group too because we were that bit younger than like your sisters and Sally. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because like our, like our big introduction was like, oh, the movies are coming out when we didn't really know there were books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like every single premiere, we would force mum to like go to the cinema the day the presale was released. We'd like force her to buy tickets for me and my sisters and my cousins. We'd all go premiere night, like front row. It was like a huge event every single time. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Did you dress up? 
We didn't ever dress up. I think we dressed up for like book week at yeah. school and stuff, mm. which was a classic. We dressed up as um, muggles in for book week, like in high school, because oh, we wanted to wear casual clothes. Just casual. <laughs> that yeah. is so smart, but I also hate you guys for that. <laughs> it was like that, or like, oh, I'm someone from tomorrow. When yeah! <laughs> or Specky McGee in a t shirt and jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Literally for the three years. That's what we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was oh, so fun. But no, I never dressed up. I yeah. had like I had many wands though. Many wands. Mm. Yeah. Which one? I had many wands growing up. Um, I don't remember what my first one was, but I remember my sister sat on it and she broke it, and I was really <laughs> mad for like six months. <laughs> Oh, it was no. really cool because you like you like flicked it and it made like noise and it lit Ooh. up like you were casting a spell. Ooh. Yeah, I really remember cool. you used to get them and they used to light up at the end. Yeah, I've still got one at my parents' house that lights up at the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. cool. It's, I think it's Harry's wand. Yeah. Ooh. So your friendship was founded on Harry Potter. Yeah. Apple, do you want to tell the story? I don't know if it's PG. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though. Are we um, allowed to tell the story? Yeah, you can tell the story. Um, I feel like you'll remember it better than I do. But So Kim came to my high school in year nine, I think. Yeah. In year nine. yeah. Um, and we were in the same class and we like started to become friends. And um, it was like, you know, a cold, wintry night. You know, Kim and I are messaging... You know, little year nines, what are we, like 15, 16 years old? 15, yep. And we just like start throwing back and forth like subtle Harry Potter like puns that slowly and slowly got more and more dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where our friendship blossomed and we realised that nothing would ever happen between us because we're both as weird as each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to give us some examples. What, what did you have? It's the classic, you know, like, will you slither into my chamber of secrets? <laughs> um, I actually have, like, I could go back through our messages and actually find it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, who leads? This is so embarrassing who, who because I... the first one? I think it's you, Apple. I think you slipped the first one. Because I know... I know... It's so funny because I know who the people are about. Okay. So we start off with... Apple says, so, dot, 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 has that someone inboxed you yet? I say, ha-ha, sly but no, ha-ha-ha, I don't care. <laughs> Apple, you go, you got to give a guy points for trying, winky face. I go, ha-ha-ha, okay, four points, tone, tone, tone. Uh, and then you say, four points for Gryffindor, can I slither in? Ha-ha, jokes, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I say, Sorry, Barry. I'll go sleazy for Weasley, though. <laughs> and you say, I can get some orange hair dye. <laughs> and I say, that doesn't make sense. But Cedric... Oh, yes, it does. Oh, my God. And I say, but Cedric already digo me. <laughs> I hate it. And you go... My name not may not be Luna, but I sure know how to love good. Oh, that's a good one. That's that a, is good a good one. one. And then I say, my magic brings all the ones to the yard, and they're like Leviosa. <laughs> that's a good one. You say, oh, it keeps going. You say, what do you? This went for months. Yeah, like this isn't just. It started on a one cold night, but it went for months. Um. <laughs> It was. I had to, I remember like looking up in math class, more puns to send Apple. And then down lower you go, ashamed of our magic talk. (laughs) 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 It was like your little secret. (laughs) This is the best one that Apple said. You know, when I say Accio hottie, I didn't expect it to work. (laughs) Oh, smooth. Smooth. And then I said, oh, we go back to chamber. So why don't you enter her chamber of secrets and you say... I'd love to get my basilisk. Oh, ow! <laughs> Let's stop there. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to stop there. Your mum listens to this. I know. I I'm know. so sorry, mum. Sorry to my... I'm sorry for listening. 
Mum, I was 15 years old and this is what Apple was texting me and you let okay. him stay over. But, okay, Felicity, your daughter was texting it back, so. <laughs> I know. It was all jokes. Um, I know. But you yeah, know, so that's how, Apple, that's how we became friends though, Apple. I know. It's cute to yeah, look back Yeah, we bonded over Harry Potter. Yeah, it's yeah. very cute. I, I distinctly remember um, when Deathly Hallows came out, like the movie. Yeah. I remember we, like, organised everyone to go to the movies, but Apple and I were the only ones who really wanted to watch it. And I yeah. remember getting out of the cinema and Apple and I were, like, in tears and everyone was like, that was a great movie. And we were like, like this is a way of life. And Apple and I were like, our lives are over. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a big moment, last movie, all done. Yeah, it was very sad. It was tragic. Mm. It was pretty traumatic. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you won't, you'll know when you watch it. Yeah. And it's not a spoiler at all. But the one final scene from the last Deathly Hallows movie that still gets me to this day. Yeah. So there's the like a final Deathly shot. Hallows, there's more than one Deathly Hallows. Movie. Yeah, it's part two. There's two parts. Oh. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. It's, not a spoiler. Um, it's just because they wanted to get everything in there. You know what? With this book, I got into. I had about a quarter left, and no one had died or anything yet. And I was like, I just want to leave it there because I know something's gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> it's all too peachy. So, Apple, what's your favourite book? Oh, my favourite book. Or oh, favourite, like, movie. I think my favourite book would probably be, I think, Order of the Phoenix or Half-Blood Prince. I think they, those two are my favourite mm. books yeah. and movies. I think. Yeah, they're, they're good. Like, I feel like the movie's got a significant budget upgrade, like, increase. For Half-Blood? Yeah, Half-Blood. 100%. Yeah. But also, I feel like the books, they got more mature. Mm, yeah. And, like, and it wasn't all about Harry. Like, everyone else started to get me a bit more of a storyline. Mm. I agree, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's what I liked about it because I liked sort of the psychology behind everyone else. Like, you know, Harry's the main character, obviously, and, like, everyone loves him and everyone wants to know about him. But all the people around him are, like, just as interesting. So, like, even little bits that they talk about, like, that you find out about Mr. Weasley mm. in Half-Blood Prince about, like, how he's got a promotion and, like, mm. like about his job and stuff and all the little things. I think they were really cool. And you learn a lot more about the magic, especially in Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, when they're in the Ministry of Magic, like, trying to find the prophecy and, like, there's all those different rooms. There's, like, all these different forms of magic that are so, like, refreshing and so interesting. You're like, oh, like what could that be for and, like, how did that come to be? Whereas I think the books and movies before that didn't... They sort of, like, had surface-level magic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like, this is what magic looks like but not what magic is kind of thing. Yeah. Even in this book, everyone's... uh, Like, the kids are all starting to learn how to do non-verbal spells and things. Which is so cool. Yeah, so cool. And, like, apparate and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like getting your learners. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they're all getting their wizard learners. Yeah. Get your learners, but like the risk is your arm being ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> when Ron fails because he's like left half an eyebrow. <laughs> Classic Ron. Yeah. Um, do you have a favourite character, Apple? Um, I think my favourite character is probably a toss-up between... Snape and Lupin. <gasps> Snape? Yeah, I think he's really complex. She hasn't read the last book. Yeah, I know, but like, oh. he's just such an interesting character. Like, the fact that Bellatrix yeah. and Narcissa, like, go to him and, like. Yeah, like, he's the one yeah. that they decide to go to. That's mm. interesting. Yeah, and. Like, why? Like, how he's trying to help Draco and, like, trying to, like, he's, like, playing both sides. Mm hmm. He's, I think he's really interesting. Well, he had Dumbledore fooled, so... Yeah. He's yeah. Pretty clever. And like, he... he's just... He's fooled, like... Like, it's sort of interesting, like, who who hasn't he fooled? Or, like, yeah. who... Who hasn't been charmed by him? And, like, I feel like Harry... Harry. Like, sort of is trying to, like, see who he really is. Mm. Yeah. And Lupin. It's funny that you like, like, two of the opposite people. Mm. Yeah, that's true, hey. Yeah. I love Lupin. I just think he's really cool. Yeah, he's cool. I and love like, Lupin. Such, he's such a dad figure. 
Oh, yeah, well, that's what Sirius was. Yeah, Sirius. I do love Sirius. Yeah. I feel like, though, Lupin is, like, such a dad figure without, like, stepping into Sirius's... You know, like, he doesn't try and be a dad to Harry. He just... No, he's, he's just, just naturally there. Yeah. Yeah, and I like how raw he is. Like, he doesn't really beat around the bush and doesn't mm. really coddle Harry like everyone else. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Lupin when he... In the third book. Like, I just love... Mm. Me too. That. Mm. Yeah. And I guess and that, like, because like, gray, that Greyback character really comes in at the, in this book. Oh, um, And him being, like, he's obviously a werewolf too, but he's, like, the good version of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lupin's like a good the, version. Yeah, yeah it's only Lupin's a good version of, like, Greyback is, like, the, I guess, the horror figure that everyone associates. Mm. Like, everyone lumps him in with the likes of Greyback. Yeah. And Greyback. I think another reason I like Lupin is because I still up until this day, so Mark and I, uh, like my partner Mark and I, we're legit in the middle of watching all the movies again. <laughs> we're up to Half Blood Prince. We were watching it like two days ago. Oh my god. Um and so we were watching Prisoner of Azkaban the other day, and to this day I still kind of get scared by Lupin as the werewolf. Yes! Like, it's terrifying. Really? So, yeah. Like, like, you haven't seen it yet, kids. So, like, you, when you see it, yeah. I don't know, you might not escape, but it was just so terrifying because it's kind of humanistic. Like, it's sort yeah. of, it's so borderline real that it's just terrifying. That I movie. That's kind of why I like him. That movie is terrifying. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. There are so many things that I read and I think that would be so scary to see animated. Or the Inferious, for one. Yeah, whatever. Oh, but if you... Yeah, <laughs> I still don't think it's a reason why you shouldn't have been allowed to watch it. Oh, I'm not saying because <laughs> I... No, no, I'm saying I want to watch it, but... but... No, but like, I mean, when you're young, you yeah. know, that whole like... But did you, did you guys get nightmares? Like, be honest. I reckon I did. I reckon I did, yeah. Yeah, see? But like... It's not like they scarred me for life. Like, I, I got nightmares about the spiders yeah, in the second book. Yeah, um, I was okay with the spiders. Yeah, I got nightmares about Voldemort. Yeah, I would too. Especially yeah. in the fourth book when he comes yeah, back. Yeah, the baby I just scene. remember that mm. graveyard scene. I was like, yeah. definitely got nightmares about that whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And because I was in love with Cedric. Yeah. <laughs> Cedric. No, no, it's just so oh, unnecessary. These good people. I love Cedric. So sad. Mm. No. So, do you think I really missed out, Apple, not growing up with Harry Potter? Um, I think you. I think on one hand, yes, you did. But on the other hand, like you're getting to experience it for the first time now, and I so wish that I could do the same thing. Uh, I wish that too. Like, yeah. like I, I wish that I could, um, like, use Obliviate and get rid of my memories <laughs> and, and read them all again. Yeah. Mm. I remember when I got, like, because I reread them for this, and I remember I got to the end and I, like, I still had that feeling of, like, ah, oh, it's complete, but I was, like, I knew it was complete, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it is. It is. It, that's a, when we do these episodes i feel like i've had such an information overload as well that yeah because i'm getting all of this first yeah so like kim always picks up some like really good points where i'm like oh i didn't think of that because i'm just so busy processing like the whole world of it yeah it's great it's easier for like me and kim to do that because we know what's to come yeah because you know the basis like yeah like we were talking a lot about like Ginny and harry in this one app and i was like um I was kind of, like, trying to explain how, like, from a girl's point of view, you like, I didn't look up to Ginny because she was just, like, you looked up to Hermione, but then in this book you're like, oh, I've been, like, missing you the whole time. And sort of as you read it again, you're like, actually, you are, like, a great character. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when we were younger, she was... Like, kind of like us, like, she was, like, the young kid. No one really paid her attention. Yeah. But now going back is, like, an adult. Mm. She's very much, like, a boss-ass bitch. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and, like, how sweet is it when, um, 
they're in Slughorn's office and there's Amaltentia there and like Harry smells it and he's like, oh, something like maybe was at the Weasley's house. Yeah, the fresh grass or whatever. What? When he when he smells like the love potion and he smells Ginny and it's like the first time. Yeah, I forgot that. Me too. So sweet. Yeah, it's so nice. And Hermione smells spearmint toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's in the movie. Oh. I was like, I don't know what you're doing now. <laughs> yeah, it's in the movie. She, they cut her off in the book. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's what she little, smells anyway. Little teaser there for you. Kids. Little teaser. Mm. Um, so, App, Kiz is about to read, start reading Deathly Hallows. Oh, God. Um, oh, also worth noting that um, Apple and I for a long time was going to get, we don't have them yet, but we were going to get matching tattoos. Yeah, really. Based on Harry oh. Potter. Yeah, I'm still down for I'm it. I'm still down for that too, to be honest. I think in the spirit <laughs> I've, of the I've been podcast. Like the last month. Let's do it. Yeah, I really want one. Let's do it for our birthdays. Okay. Yeah, do done. All right. Spirit of the podcast, getting tattoos. Um, but yeah, so I guess words of wisdom going on to the final book. Like, what What do you reckon? What does she need it? I don't know. What does she need to prepare for? What does she need it? What mindset would you recommend? <laughs> I think go in with an open mind. Mm. It's so hard because it's so, it's very complex. Yeah. Like you've really got to, you've really got to pay attention because they use, there's like a lot of little details Mm. um, that are like mentioned in earlier books that if you like, you can easily skim over them, but if you pay attention to them, they add so much more depth to it. Yeah. Yeah. That scares me because I've been I actually reading think, pretty yeah. fast in this podcast. <laughs> I actually think that's so legit. Like, mm. this, the last book is not a bedtime read. It's like, yeah, I'm wide awake. I want to pay attention. I Like, let's do it kind of thing. <laughs> you know what? Um, oh, no, I can't tell you until you watch the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get away. Uh, Okay, um, there's so many little things that I can't wait for you to just realise. You know, this this podcast has been the hardest because I feel like this book and the next book are so... Like, from my point of view, trying not to say any spoilers, I feel like there's been more times I've gone, oh, don't say anything, because this book and the last book are so linked. Yeah, okay. Very. Mm. Yeah. I'm excited. What are you excited for? Well, I'm excited to see what happens and what I can't wait to see when Harry kills Voldemort because that's what I want to happen. <laughs> Not that I know that mm, happens. Interesting. But I'm also really scared about who's going to die along the way. I'm just, mm. I'm not ready for this vulnerability. <laughs> I'm not over it, to be honest. I'm not over it. I'm seriously not over I think Sirius has really hit me the most. I don't know why. Like yeah, Dumbledore, is, I'm going to really like probably cry at night. But... <laughs> Yeah, Sirius Black just... The worst not... thing was before the next... Before Deathly Hallows came out, I remember J.K. Rowling said how many people died. Mm. And so everybody was, like, counting off who it was going to be. And that. it was just horrendous. Kids, do you know any of the um, actors that play any of the people other than, obviously, like, the main three? No. Well, I, so okay. I know um, I've seen Dumbledore. I, I know McGonagall... Trelawney, and that's it. And you know Snape. And Snape. I know Alan Rickman plays Snape. R.I.P. Yeah. Mm. I know. But now I'm like very dirty on Snape at the moment. I think there's there's two people that I'm really excited for you to find out who plays them. Okay. Am I allowed to say Kim? You can't say who they are, but you can ask her who she thinks plays them. Okay. Who do you think will play Bellatrix Lestrange? Oh, that's a good one. Because um, I, I think out of, I mean, this is this is about me thinking about it, but I think that out of the car, like the additional cast, I think she might be my favourite. Oh, my God. Or like, or like my tr- the truest depiction. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, she, I, she's the best character in the movie, hands down. Well, I did say to you in when we did that book that when Kim asked what I thought she'd look like. I, I just said, like, your, your classic Halloween witch. Yeah. Like, tall, skinny, hook nose, like, long hair. 
there is my second one, but Kim's already said. I think Kim's already said it, so I'm not going to say it again in case you start getting too curious. Who? Kim, you know who it is. Now I'm too curious. Serious? No, 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 no. The other one, Cedric. Oh, I thought um Robbie from Angus Thumbs and Perfect Snow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. That one's too much to handle. <laughs> That's my biggest thing. We just need to get to movie number four because I'm dying. Oh, I'm dying. No, You're going to lose your mind. It's I feel like so it's so exciting too because the movies are really going to like just bring it all together. Yeah. Like I'm loving the books, but it's like so much info and then just have like the visual all there is going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Tied in. I, I think you're going to love it, but you're also going to hate it because they leave out like some of the fun stuff uh, that I wish like there's a lot of stuff that I wish they'd included in the movies that they do in the books yeah yeah um like I don't think it's a spoiler Kim but a certain Hogwarts spirit yeah like, for sure 100% am I allowed to say it nah don't say it okay you can come uh, in on the movie podcast yeah too. yeah yes bring me back <laughs> yeah you Love can that. come back Ash is actually a wealth of knowledge with the movies. What did you say? Sorry, I talked over you. Can I go on an episode with Felicity? Yeah, for sure. (gasps) You you actually probably know more about the movies than I know about the movies. I love the movies. Yeah. I'll watch them on a rainy day (gasps) 10 times a year. You have to watch them on a... So, I live in... Just like... I live in Warrnambool. It rains all the time. And I have not been allowed to watch Harry Potter for 20 months. Oh, yeah. I know. Sorry. It's actually, I just watch can't wait. Alone, watch them alone in your room cupboard. I've watched them yeah. alone in my room, but I just can't wait until we get to watch them on like a stormy night. Yeah. Grab a box of tissues when you read Deathly Hallows. <sighs> Goodbye. Good luck. Bye. So you're about to embark on the Deathly Hallows now. Yeah. Like what? What are you? What are your thoughts? What's the Deathly Hallows? Like, what are you thinking? Doesn't sound like a good place. That's for sure. <laughs> Deathly Hallows. It's like it's going to be the equivalent of like going to Mordor. You know, like it's the yeah. ultimate. Like, I think that there's going to be no Hogwarts next year. I think they're going to close it because Dumbledore died. Then Harry's going to go all over the place traveling to find these Horcruxes. And while he's away, Voldemort starts, like, picking off people to try and, like, get... To draw Harry back to him. Yeah. From his quest to get his Horcruxes. I think Voldemort's going to figure out what he's doing and he's going to try and, like, lure him back. Yeah. Who's your top death tip? Oh. Who do I think someone's going to die? You had to pick... So, say we know one person dies. They have to. Why? No. Why? Because it's the final book. Someone's got to die. Okay, someone has to die. I honestly think like it's going to be someone in the Weasley family, like someone we love, we love dearly. Um, I feel like Neville's going to die. <gasps> I just have a bad feeling about it. Um, someone else in the order. You have to give me names. Oh, I, I don't want just Weasley family. I want a name. I feel like it's going to be one of the parents. It's going to be oh. Arthur or Molly Weasley. Oh. Yeah. I hate thinking about it. And then, yeah, I also think, yeah, I think maybe Neville. Don't know why. Because he could also have a heroic, like, moment. I mean, he's had many heroic moments, Neville. We love Neville. But he could go either way. Um, And I think... Like, I'm just trying to think of characters we've grown to love because that is what happened with Sirius and Cedric and I'm like, and Dumbledore and now I'm just ready for someone that we've... Mm. Yeah, so I think, um, like, Tonks or something. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Are you excited? I'm actually, like, dreading it a bit. It's really made me sad when characters die. But I am really, really excited. Like, this is the first book that I've been, like, busting to get home from work to read. To find out. What's I can't believe you haven't been like that with all of them. No, I have. I have. But like, yeah. But to literally. be like, I could literally see my desk and be like, oh, I want to know what happened to the cave. Yeah, like today yeah. I woke up to Kira yeah, giggling. Yeah. Reading the book. And then as soon as we got to work, she was like, I want to go home and read it. Yeah. 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 Like it You're was really very. I, and I was really hooked 
I, I have been really hooked on it, but um, I actually, I know I keep talking about series, but like, I got really upset after yeah. book five and I actually had a bit of a break. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. and then this. A bit of a breakdown, really. Breakdown. <laughs> and then this book is a similar um, structure to Order of the Phoenix, I reckon, because so much of the first half is like school and little dramas and mm. you, there's not really a lot happening and then you, you get to like that end like inch and they're just like bam, bam. yeah <laughs> stuff has happened but obviously a lot is bub- like bubbling away mm. um so yeah no i am really excited this feels massive that i'm getting to the end you're getting to the end yeah i'm excited this has been a KK Media production. If you like what you heard, follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter via KK Media.